Hey, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to No Reservation. dog mom, which to me is so incredibly important. Um, I am currently the hotel manager for Hotel Z. If you know us, we are as colorful and shiny as out there as you can find uh, when it comes to a hotel brand. And I am newly engaged. So those are some very exciting things that are happening in my life. Very exciting indeed. And thank you so much for hosting this podcast. Uh, so for anybody who's listening, can you tell us where we are physically sitting right now? Yes. So right now we are sitting in the ping pong lounge, uh, which is our games room at the Hotel Z in Kelowna. Beautiful. Amazing, right? You could see, if it wasn't so dark, you could actually see beautiful Lake Okanagan from here, right? And a nice park across the street. So thank you so much for hosting and thank you for coming and sharing your story. Uh, it's really been cool to meet you, and I can attest to the dog mom thing. Bumped <laughs> into the, the lobby dog, hanging out, keeping uh, keeping the the team and the guests, you know, comfortable and uh, and you know, well protected. Oh yes. Uh, as the as the day turns to night here in Kelowna, so so you have a really cool background. You have a really cool story. I know a little bit about you, but I don't know very much about you. So. Please tell us where your story starts. Okay. Um, I'm originally from a very small town called Longsou, Ontario. Um, people may know it more as Cornwall, beside that place. Uh, we're about, <laughs> yeah, that place. We're about halfway uh, between Ottawa and Montreal, just location-wise. Um, I grew up on a little hobby farm. We had a lot of animals in the yard. It's something that my parents always wanted to let us do when we were younger is kind of have that freedom of the safety of your own backyards and to explore nature and everything that animals and the joy that they bring us kind of has to offer. Very so cool. I, yeah. Started with that. I did a lot of horseback riding when I was younger, which is something that I've tried to keep in my life now. It's very grounding. Um, so that's been a really fun time. I then went to a French high school. And then again, French college. So La Cité Collégiale is where I studied. I studied restaurant and kitchen management there. It was not what I expected in the best way possible. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so originally, which is so out there, but you'll see some of these stories are going to be very much this direction. Um, I wanted to study to be a midwife. Where in my life did that come? I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. And that is nothing alike what I do now. Um, but I, I just changed paths. I wanted to do something that was more hands-on and kind of gave me this freedom to travel and do what I wanted. Mm. And that's definitely the route that it allowed me to take. So throughout that program, uh, it was two years. So I had to do that. The last year you had to do a stage and I wanted to do something different. Mm. I didn't want to just stay home, go to a restaurant that was in Ottawa and kind of do the same thing that everybody else did. And my mom has always been the biggest support in wanting me to explore, to find myself, to go and travel and kind of 
see what the world has to offer. So she's actually the one that bought me a one-way ticket to BC and wow. said, you do you. Uh. She probably regrets that decision a little <laughs> bit now because I am here uh, almost 10 years later. <laughs> and I've now brought my sister to BC uh. as well. And she is still in Ontario with my dad. Uh. So maybe they'll try and slowly move out this way. But uh, for now, that's where they are. So in BC time now. Yeah. Um, a place that I had found for this stage was called Big Bar Guest Ranch. So that's something that with my love of horses, I knew I wanted to do something out here and I didn't know entirely what. So I figured if I just did a stint on a guest ranch, so a place that had wilderness activities and hmm. um, they go horseback riding, they have the guided canoes, the hikes, pack trips, like the whole nine yards. They get everything you can in the absolute wilderness. There was very, very minimal Wi-Fi and absolutely no cell phone service, which to me is perfectly fine, but it's not for the faint of heart. So going out there, I worked there for about a month, absolutely loved it. They decided to hire me for the rest of the season. So I figured, okay, I have a one-way ticket. I don't have a return date right now, so I may as well stay for the time being. Um, And that's what I did. The, yeah, the owners at the time there, Brian and Amber, um, they were really, really nice they let everybody there kind of feel like they were part of the family just because you are so far removed from people and you are so far away they really had everybody living like in the big house with them um it was an experience that still to this day is just hard to describe because you're in a different world everything kind of stops around you and you're just so immersed in nature and in the like day-to-day life that has to go with running the operation what that they at the time were running the operation um that you really feel like you're just in a bubble it is very nice bubble Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so for kind of just moving forward with that one a little bit that was just a short period of time that i had to be there i went back to ottawa um, i had a different job there and i just it just didn't feel the same yeah and if anybody that is listening has ever been to this area of bc so that area a big bar guest ranch was in Clinton, which is about two and a half hours north of Kamloops and an hour on a logging road that you can only go about 20 kilometers an hour because there are the yeah. potholes the size of, I don't know, moon craters. Yeah, like sure. it is not the best of roads. It's an old forestry road. Um, so you're kind of tucked away. So anyways, um, went back home and then went back there. Uh, I actually, Yes. I had to backtrack there for a second. I've gone a few times back. That's cool. Um, Originally, I went back the summer after that just to help out. So they had a new cook in the kitchen. They had really liked the way that I had done things before, not to necessarily toot my own horn, but just the fact that I had a lot of um, culinary experience just having gone to school, that I was able to implement new menus for them and different things that kind of helped keep some of the structure in the kitchen, but with keeping that home cooking feel to it because it was family dining at the time. So kind of big meals in the middle of the table where families just share together. Again, pre-COVID when all of this fun touching of the food was allowed for people. Um, So we did all of that fun stuff. And I had gone back the summer just to go and visit and help out and then gone back home again. And for sure that second time I was just like, this is it. Like I can't just keep coming back to Ottawa. This is not where I want to be. This is not my thing anymore. Um, So again, I love my parents. Um, They allowed me the opportunity to get me um, completely moved to 
this side of the um, province again when I moved to Banff. So in Banff, I had worked at the Banff Springs, the Fairmont Banff Springs. It is a massive operation. Uh, In the thick of it, there was about 1,300 employees in that location. Like, (laughs) Oh, yeah. When I say huge, huge. Staffacom, everything was in there. That is one place that I have to say kind of was the most formative in some of my culinary years, solely because of the expectations that came with working in a castle in the Canadian Rockies. Yeah, no kidding. It was phenomenal. The hiking, the lifestyle, everything about it was great. But you had to work your absolute butt off. Uh You know, if you've ever heard the term colopins, you're working late at night, you're back in the kitchen at five o'clock in the morning. That's just normal. Those were just your shifts over there. Um, But it taught you a lot of resilience and determination and just sheer wanting to do this. It really kind of just cut out who was meant for that industry at the time, Mm because it has changed a little bit. But who was meant for the industry and very much who was not. Um, few years in Banff, loved my time there. And that's also where I met my partner, Josh, uh, who also worked at the Banff Springs. And he had been there quite a few years before me. So he kind of wanted to try something new. And with always kind of jumping two feet right into the next puddle, if we can use that expression. Awesome. Um, yeah, I was gun-ho for something else. I was like, okay, let's do this. So then we were looking around um, and he actually wanted to change from culinary for a little bit and do something that was in Kelowna. So I'm like, okay, test the waters in Kelowna. We got here in November, which means gloomy, not so sunny Kelowna. Uh, Not what I expected. And for this time, not for the best case scenario. It just, it didn't click the first time I was here. Funny enough, I actually worked at a place that is just down the road from Zed. So I really ended up in the same corner, (laughs) Uh, but it just, it just wasn't for me. So while here, I got this crazy random phone call that Amber and Brian, who had owned Big Bar Guest Ranch, were actually selling the ranch. And the new owners, which was actually a group of ownership, was going to be the Dog Creek, Canoe Creek First Nation Band. And so... They were looking for somebody to come and manage the place that had experience um, or that was just very, very familiar with the operation there. So then having that phone call, I was kind of like, pardon me, like, holy shit, this is meant to be. As if I've been to this property as an intern, really, and then gone back a few summers for fun, but also to help out and to give Amber and Brian a break because, let's be honest, working on a seasonal, very remote property means that you're all in 120% of the time. There is no off time. Um, And so I said, yes, very, very quickly. Um, Didn't put a lot of thought into it, but I honestly didn't have to. I just knew from the time I was young that that's something that I wanted to do. And so I thought this opportunity, 100%, I'm jumping on it. To give a little bit of context to, to people who may be can't really wrap their head around the idea of a guest ranch. If you've ever seen the Canadian show Heartland, that's what it is. Oh, cool. So what Lou has in there, um, which is honestly the longest ca- uh, Canadian running TV series, yeah. is Heartland, is very much like it. So with having said yes to this opportunity, that meant that I was only in Kelowna for about four months. At the time, very happy to now be leaving. 
and then arrived at Big Bar in November of 2018, I believe, um, with no real knowledge of how to run a hotel. That's the, that's, that's the spirit <laughs> right there. <laughs> but I love a good challenge. <laughs> and I wanted something that was going to allow me to have that lifestyle that I did know I have forever wanted. Um, so with that being said, the interview is a little bit funny just because having all of the experience in the culinary world, I knew how to do the restaurant. I grew up around horses. Like, honestly, I can't remember a day in my life where I wasn't riding when I was younger. Uh, so that part was also natural. All of the homesteading and the animals, easy. But the managing of a big group of people on a very remote property was definitely not the easy part when right. we came to it. Um, a challenge, yes. Thinking back on it, they were such good years, <laughs> but you always realize after you leave a place, all the things that you may have like sat on and told yourself like, oh no, I'm fine, it's fine, everything is fine. And then you think about them after you're like, yeah, that was, that was something. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy, yeah, right? Absolutely. That was crazy. Those are the moments of growth though, aren't they? Yes. You know, like you don't get to reflect on those until you're somewhat through them. But I think it's, that's, you know, when you bite off more than you can chew, it's, you know, it's, you either figure it out or you walk away, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I've always been that kind of person too, to kind of look for something like that. That's kind of outside of the box or challenging or just brand new. I have all of these news idea, new ideas and new projects on the go at home. Um, I'm sure I drive Josh a little bit crazy <laughs> with this stuff. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, when we got there, we were pleasantly surprised uh, that they decided to shut down for the whole season. Like this was the winter. Okay. So they decided to shut down for the winter so that we could have a new plan with the ranch and kind of help some of the tourism go in that area as well, but more towards indigenous tourism, Ooh. which also was a massive challenge because it's not a sector that I was very much used to. Uh, that sector specifically ended up being the one that was the biggest learning curve. The hospitality end of things when it came to the rooms and the operation and kind of the day-to-day really you picked up so yeah. fast because you're only managing really a few cabins with a little hotel that's there, but it's the people that just made it so easy and so worth it, both the staff and the guests, because everybody's going there and it's a vacation. Oh, you're not seeing that business stay or uh, more of like the corporate side of the stuff. It was, it was leisure. Everybody yeah. going there is on a vacation. So as long as you cater to them, really everybody's having a really good time right. and that was really the vibe of things as soon as we started doing some of the daily activities when it came to the indigenous tourism that's where i found some of the hiccups not um because that industry as a whole was difficult it's just that it was it was so foreign to me sure it's not something that i had done previously something that i had a lot of respect for but just not something that i had to lead people through yeah. uh, so big learning curve for me trying to guide staff through how do we do um a medicinal walk Yikes. but making it so that 
you're not making the community feel like you're taking advantage of their culture or having it in a selling feature and doing it also that it enabled and empowered the people of the community to be proud of all of their knowledge Mm. and all the things that they do there and basically just their way of life. So over the next four years that I was there, that became the main focus was Mm. strictly indigenous tourism. We were able to add a lot of things. And I say we because, yes, I was there managing and it was kind of my first time around, biggest job I had had in my life at the time. Um, But if it wasn't for a certain few people there that taught me everything about their culture, it it wouldn't have happened. Mm. It just flat out wouldn't have happened because I needed that like time, the formative training from them and just what it came down to is going back home with them sometimes and just learning directly from their families and having conversations. And you learned the most from that. Yeah. Wow. What a privilege. What a gift. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I like to add sometimes just as a funny little note in there, I did not drink coffee before this <laughs> okay. and I was not a big coffee drinker yeah. and it was not to stay awake or anything like that. But when you had somebody come and visit you or you went to somebody's house, the first thing you did when we were in that environment is you sit and you have a coffee with Mm. them. (laughs) And Mm. that's how you get all the stories and all of the information and everything that you could use um, for the website and for everything for the ranch, all of the the knowledge from the elders or the knowledge keepers there. So that was Big Bar in a nutshell. All of that time there with amazing people learning about a culture that to this day, I will forever respect and just am absolutely fascinated by. And I would eventually like to do something mm. with that industry again. Um, I just think that I needed to take a step back from that property and yeah. a little break, not because of the people whatsoever, but merely because I wanted them to be able to put into reality their vision that they had. And I just don't think that at the time that was something that I was able to do with them with the extent of my knowledge and where my skills were. I was not a marketer, but I was in charge of Instagram and Facebook and (laughs) all of the websites and things like that. Um, And you hold a lot of hats at that property. You were the cook sometimes. Sometimes you brought guests on trail rides. Sometimes you made beds. Sometimes you picked up horse poo. Wow. You know, you did a little bit of everything. and. It kind of just hit the extent of what I think I could learn from a property like that. Um, And if it wasn't for my partner, maybe I also would have stayed a little bit longer, but he was really the one to kind of open my eyes and allow me to see that I had grown so much in such little time there that it was time for me to start prioritizing me learning something new elsewhere Mm. instead of kind of just keeping that place together at the time. It was time for something new. And being someone that really likes new challenge, it's funny because I also really like being comfortable there. (laughs) And it was definitely... You can like both at the same time. That's okay. (laughs) It's funny because they sound like they're so contradicting sometimes. Um, But it was was time. It was time to do something else. So through all of that, I knew I wanted to have another management role. it was definitely something that kind of just clicked for me. I love watching somebody else 
grow through things that hopefully I've helped or guided them through, whether it was the people with their guest service at the front desk that we had, um, because most of the staff that we had there didn't have some of this formal training. Sure. It was all community members for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, or just seeing some of the wranglers have different conversations with the guests and come out of their shells and get, you know, less shy of some of the new guests coming in the kitchen and just a little bit of everything. It was really nice to see people over the gradual course of the years kind of change course and then also just be empowered to go and do something elsewhere. A lot of them had never left the community before. And wow. then after that, they went into jobs into different cities or just learned about tourism in general mm. and went to school. So that it gave me the bug. We'll just put it at that point. So I knew I wanted to do something else in management. Um, looking at a few jobs and to no offense, absolutely to the hospitality industry, a lot of it is cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I wanted to do. After the Fairmont, which taught me so much, I won't take that away from them. I just knew I didn't want big corporate world yeah, sure. craziness. Yeah. So I was looking for something different. Um, it took me a long time to actually find something. I think it took me about six months of looking and just not applying for anything. Maybe because I didn't want to leave the ranch. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because I was a little bit scared of this jump, knowing that I was going to be taking another really big leap into something new, which was probably living downtown somewhere, which is never something I had done coming from a small town to then going off grid. That was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to a big city, yeah. not so easy. Yeah. Um, found a few places online. I bought a few, they just didn't click. And then I found Zed. When I first found Zed, I thought it was like a commercial or something. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't seem real. Yeah. Uh, if you have not seen Zed before, it's pink, orange, shiny. Uh, the tagline is rebel against the ordinary, which definitely resonated with me. But I was like, there's no way a hotel runs off of be weird. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. apparently works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works really well. Um, so in some of the interviews, uh, they were asking me very different questions than what I was used to. I was very much used to the scripted, what kind of leader are you? How would you do discipline? Yeah, what do you think is this? Blah, blah. Yeah. Um, no, for them, one of the first questions I got is, if you had a superpower, which one would it be? Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. This yeah. is different. I like this. Um, so going through quite a few different people for that, I decided it was it. And apparently so did they. They were wow. also okay with that decision. So fast forward a little bit. Back to Kelowna, uh, this time arriving a little bit earlier in the fall, so not so gloomy. So I was able to still experience the, the true Okanagan style, yeah. you know, wineries and the yeah. lake and all the fun stuff. So which it helped. Um, so with that gone to Zed, I had officially found a place that allowed me to be completely myself in my leadership skill with having all of the right supports and not forcing me to think inside a box, yeah, which is what kidding. I was so afraid of doing. Yeah. Um, I thrive, which my leaders know this, but I thrive on creativity and allowing my brain to go a million miles an hour about a million different things yeah. all at once. Yeah. And to try and bring in my own twist or my own touch when it comes to the way I manage things or just the way that I want to maybe implement a few new systems when it comes to the operations. Yeah. And that's definitely something that 
this company does is that they really empower you to be different, to try new things, to, with support, of course, have your own leadership style, but also to find yourself as a manager. They allow you the different training opportunities and they send you um, to all of these different courses and workshops and something that kind of made a aha moment for me with this company is that I had heard and I regret to say I don't remember from who but I know I heard it and that it wasn't about how to be a good manager but who I was going to be as a manager Mm. and it really resonated because it was all about leadership actions and how you want to show up for your team and how are you going to grow and how are you going to develop yourself first and then how are you going to develop the team not just make sure you hit the bottom yeah, line yeah, this absolutely. month and you make money yeah. it was all about growth and two years down the line that's still how it is, is on so a daily cool. basis yeah. yeah i had never found a place that spoke to me as much as this place has spoken to me in terms of genuinely just caring about the people that they're here Good. i think that one of the biggest things I'll probably take away from Zed is that they taught me how to care for the people. Very cool. Yeah. But I feel like you, you already had that. Yes. You had, you had that inside you or you had that experience from other places, but they've helped you achieve that, you know, in a different way. In a different way. And I think maybe to restructure that one a little bit, it's, I've always really cared about people that wasn't easy i mean if you love animals that much i'd only hope that this is just you're that kind <laughs> of a human yeah, right yeah. um but it was about how to show really good recognition how to get the team to respect you without compromising the mm. operation because yeah. sometimes it's one or the other it's you either put your people first yeah. but you're all talk or then you put the operation first but with us it's it's all about, and I'll, I'll use actually what Mandy, the CEO of the company, likes to say here, is that it's about radically enriching the lives of the people around us. Mm. And we live that day yeah. to day. It's not a lie. That's it, so it, cool. it, yeah, it's genuinely something that we do. And that is, it's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that background and, and that great journey. It's so cool to see you know, you find your way to the places that you want to be into the leader that you want to be and, you know, finding that fulfillment and that challenge and that adventure along the way is so important. And it's, it's just cool to see that you've been able to achieve that. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank so you. tell me a little bit about life in Kelowna. So now you've been here for, you've been here, well, you've lived here and worked here twice now. Yes. Your second, <laughs> second time around. Now you've been yeah. here for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in Kelowna these days? Because so I, for reference, I was here. I've been here a few times. The last time I was here was life pre-pandemic, um, and I just got back now. I see a lot of cranes in the sky. I see a lot of condos that I don't even think I saw. Okay, that was whatever four years ago. Seems like a lot of that's happening. Give us a glimpse into you know a day in the life of. Kelowna. Kelowna. Yes. It is blowing up here. Hmm. It is becoming really, really big. 
Um, we are actually the fastest growing city in BC um, with our average growing rate about 14% and some of the other places here being only about eight or less than that. Um, downtown is definitely going up in a sense of condos, high yeah. rises. Yeah. So I don't think that they can take anything else from the mountains or yeah. they want to take yeah, away from yeah. that view really. Yeah. So they're just starting to build up that demographic. I mean, those condos and those towers inside the city center and right behind us as well at the hotel, there's, I think, 32 stories is what's going to be in that building. Yeah. It's called the Eli. And apparently it's going to be the biggest high rise in all of Kelowna. Wow. Yeah. So good and bad with that. Yeah. Good. It's a lot more people yeah. that are going to live here. It's better for the tourism industry. Um, bad. They're blocking all the sun for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely just my take on that yeah. one right now. Um, but... The summer here's are just, oh my goodness, the heat. Yeah. That is not something I knew was going to come with Kelowna in the Okanagan. Yeah, really? The 40 degrees in the summer, and mind you, it's very dry, so it's not humid, mm. which is nice. Um, it is stinking hot. <laughs> it is stinking hot. Uh, it definitely makes for those wine tours and all of the lake activities very enticing at yeah, the end yeah, of the day. Totally. And are you are you able to find horseback riding? That's something you you've done a lot of. Is that available no. here? No. That is the first place I've lived in where I've focused a bit more on different activities uh, than okay. I focused on horseback riding. Very. It might be here. You just haven't experienced it here. Yes, correct. Okay. My focus has been elsewhere here. Okay. Um, and again, it's such a big place, and there is so much to do. Yeah. Um, that it's not something that I have found but with kind of the downtown feeling a little bit smaller still and things being easy um I am commuting by bike most of the time to work or I come in and I just walk with the dog who's our lobby dog Mr. Bo awesome. they don't let you live in the hotel is that not a thing here no so actually I stayed here for about a month when yeah. I first moved to Kelowna and yeah. they were kind enough to kind of put me up while I found a place yeah. um but we recently purchased a place oh, in congratulations. Kelowna. Thank you. That's amazing. I'm officially very much in debt. <laughs> yeah. Very much in debt. All right. So <laughs> ca career plan. Let's get going. Let's get going <laughs> on that extra income stuff. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. So uh, this is one of how many hotels Eds? This is one of three. Okay. So we have one in Kelowna. Yeah. We have one in Victoria, which is actually undergoing massive, massive renovations. Yeah. And we have one in Tofino. Okay. The one in Tofino is a bit more resort style yeah. um, in comparison to the other two. And the one in Victoria is going to be a little bit more similar with some of the same vibes and colors and themes. And so we're going to be, I think the last one left that is going to be this pink, purpley, orange, flashy hotel. Yeah, it's cool. And so like if you had to describe Hotel Z, because they're the hotel manager, so you probably have to do this. Yes. Somebody calls you on the rotary phone and says like tell me about your hotel give me like the elevator pitch like elevator pitch okay so we are a small motel actually yeah. smack downtown Kelowna and um, we have the most amenities in all of the hotels in our company we've got a rooftop patio that has a barbecue up there for all the guests we have a pool hot tub sauna ping pong lounge uh, we have some roller skates available to all of our guests, including some skateboards, 
a very fun tandem bike if you are not afraid to fall off a very large bike. <laughs> and uh, we bring you back in time. We have that 70s retro vibe, colorful craziness, and we want you to feel absolutely welcome at any of our properties, really. That's so cool. Including like a Volkswagen van parked outside in the parking lot does that thing actually run that thing currently does not run yeah, okay. but it, it did at one point uh, the van's name is bubba 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 is the van, van. Yeah. yes that's cool and do all the properties have that kind of nostalgic like iconic stuff yes uh the one in victoria right now is going to be a little bit more of that 80s feel okay interesting yeah and that one has a van as well and it's called doris all right so that's the van there i don't actually know the name of the van that's in tofino i know that they have an old um wood kind of van in the front of their hotel but the one for tofino as well the vibe there is a little bit more different and it's like some rooms 70s some rooms a little bit more 80s but it has that old like sunken living room for the restaurant that kind of just has like the shaggy walls and everything (laughs) that you can think of happened back then it was just it's kind of like time traveling if you go to one of the hotels it's definitely time traveling it's awesome yeah all of our rooms too have rotary phones and that's how you dial the desk is through the actual rotary phones there are instructions it's crazy you're too young for that yeah that's amazing i i do a lot of traveling uh for work and I stay in a lot of hotels and it's like, you know, to your point earlier about the corporate kind of boxiness, like some hotels are just boring and not memorable. Uh, this is absolutely the opposite of that. Unboring and very memorable. Definitely it has so far in my experience is just, you know, has lived up to your expectation. And I've been watching, you know, it's BC only, right? I live way back in Ontario for the moment. And so it's kind of hard to experience. So it's really cool to experience it firsthand. So thanks and congratulations again. Yeah, thank you. All right. So we uh, end every podcast interview with uh, the same three questions shot at each of the guests. Uh, And the idea here is, you know, that maybe there's a listener out there who can relate to something that you've experienced in your career and, and they're going through it too. And uh, so I'm going to ask you those closing three questions. Are you ready for it? Go. All right. So what is the single most significant adversity that you have faced throughout your career? I love that question. It's a difficult question, but I really do love that question because I feel like it's going to resonate with a lot of people that have been in my shoes. And it's about just jumping, do it. If you've been nervous about something, you haven't been able to make a decision, you have self-doubt, which is basically, honestly, just imposter syndrome to the extent of that. It's not real. You have the skills to do it. You have a support system, I'm sure, that can help you. And if you don't, it's just about making the right moves or asking questions and taking chances. You're never going to be able to kind of go out there and do something that is different or find some of these opportunities that are hidden here and there because you you have to put yourself out there and it's something that's been so incredibly difficult for me before just because I was from that small town and I was very shy and I'd never really had to struggle with much I came from a very fortunate family and they always always supported me 
So completely being by myself in BC and doing that, even with my partner always supporting me as well, it was always the extreme self-doubt. And you, you have to just quiet that voice down and tell yourself that you, you've got this. You can do it. Just jump. Go. Beautiful. Good for you. And so when you experience some of those things yourself, how did you overcome them? Hmm. I'm, I'm going to give like most of this credit to my close circle. Hmm. So people that stood by me and encouraged me and helped me out of that really toxic mindset that I didn't know I even had at the time, all of this doubt, it, it really just took, and it only is a few people, but they just, the way that they talk to you and it's the way that I saw myself in their eyes, it just, it gave me the confidence to keep going and to just do something more. That's cool. Your community, your family, your friends. Definitely. That's very cool. And so last question then, what have you learned from overcoming that adversity that you have applied to the rest of your life and your career? Teachable moments. Anytime I have any kind of doubt with something, it may sound funny, but it's all about going over what you learned out of that situation or what was kind of the important piece out of the experience that you just had and trying to allow others to vicariously live through that as well. So anything that I've struggled with or learned, you know, little bits of information here and there, I forever want to be the person that you can come to and ask how I got above it or how I was able to talk about it or things like that. Because it's something that a lot of us struggle with, I think, is to often have that self-doubt how little or big that little voice may be sometimes. Um, but just having those conversation and talking about it out loud makes a massive difference. Yeah. It's kind of the human experience, right? Yeah. And, like, and if people don't, you know, have it to a full extent, I think if they're being honest, they have it somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Thank you for sharing your journey, your story. Uh, it's been really great to get to know you i hope we can stay in touch absolutely i have a sense that there's some other things on the horizon (laughs) for (laughs) you uh i think you know and and uh, it's really great to see you know you you move from east to west but also from things that interest you and finding the things that don't interest you and continuing to follow that passion and to continue to kind of challenge yourself and and you know achieve some of the things that you want to achieve in your life and your career. So congratulations. It's really exciting. And uh, thank Thank you you. again for sharing your story and thank you for hosting us at the beautiful Hotel Zed. And uh, we always sort of wrap up these interviews by saying, you know, to that listener who's gotten all the way to the end of this interview, you just heard it, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for out there, right? Whatever your journey looks like, whatever your path looks like, good luck. You know, if you need anything, reach out. There's always somebody that you can put into your community who's been through what you're going through uh, and, uh, and help you get to where you want to go. So thank you again, Elise.
No Reservation has been produced by Amanda Christine and is a Joe Baker & Co. production. Check us out at www.thejoebaker.com.